0: Hey, thanks everybody for being here. We're going to talk about bullying prevention. This is Bullying Prevention Podcast number 12. And I'm proud to welcome Mr. Alden Moody. He's one of our instructors, been teaching for many, many years at our school and an expert in bullying prevention and child safety. Thanks a lot for being here, Mr. Moody. Thanks for having me. All right. So we're going to be talking about bullying prevention and focusing on something that I find really amazing. We've talked about before that we know that getting a black belt getting a black belt is gonna be reducing bullying in kids, 64% reduction in bullying, if my marker works here, everybody. And that's an amazing statistic because that's more than any school-based bullying prevention program. But what we really love to talk about is that kids getting their black belt and getting second degree black belt, in martial arts is one great thing, and and they can get a a lot of experience in other ways. And of course they can be, um, uh, you know, improve their, uh, reduce their bullying in lots of other areas besides martial arts. Well, what we really want them to do when they're this confident and this capable is not just keep people from bullying them, but also become a protector. We want them to protect other kids so let's talk about that a little bit mr moody anything to add there i know you've you've covered it so far (laughs) okay sure i kind of dropped that on you to add things so i'll I'll, uh sorry about that what we want to talk about a little bit here and let me fix the screen and share it again so i can draw properly is we want to talk about the different roles that that uh that kids have in bullying. And by the way, this is the same for adults. So for kids and adults, uh, we really want to translate. It's it's a little bit different for adults, but, but think about this in, in some situations that you might have at work for people that are parents or educators, or even somebody that's watching this because they want to help kids. You might have a kid that's being bullied. And there's other people around. There's not just the person who's attacking the kid, or somebody who's this is the kid that's being bullied in the middle. And you might not, you might have a person that's verbally or um, physically or doing cyberbullying or some other type of bullying towards this this kid who's being the you know being victimized in some kind of way. So think about this scenario. This is pretty obvious, but there's other kids that are involved or other people that would be involved. There's also people who are followers and they might, um, they're not starting the bullying, but they're active. They just didn't start it. And a lot of this information, I we recommend the OVEAS Bullying Prevention Program. They have something called the Bullying Prevention Circle, which is similar to what we'll talk about today. There's also people who are supporters. They may not, they may not, Actively bully kids, but they're going to be egging people on. They might be standing on the side. They might be um, supporting the other kids. So they might be telling the followers or the, the the child that started the bullying that they're doing a good job. They might be telling them later, "Hey, we think it was really funny what you did to that that child." So these kids, this the active, the one who starts the bullying, the active kid that didn't start, one that or, or supporters, those guys. Um, are still involved in continuing this process of bullying. Then there's also the passive supporters. So these guys they may not start the bullying, but they are they still like it. So, other kids in an environment where kids getting picked on, they may like the bullying happening. They may think it's funny. They may be laughing on the side, and it makes the kid feel worse. Plus, it encourages these other kids in the environment to continue the bullying. Now, there's other kids involved too that aren't really don't really like the bullying, but there's disengaged onlookers. They may not really care one way or the other. Then there's also a pretty big percentage, if you look at our other data that we talked about earlier in the podcast, in one of our earlier podcasts, is possible defenders. These are kids that don't like the bullying, but they don't know what to do. They think they ought to help, but they don't do it yet. So these are kids that And you can imagine this person, they see what's going on. They think it's really lousy what these other kids are doing to the kid who's being bullied, but they don't do anything. They don't do anything at this moment. And then there's the protector. And this is a kid who dislikes the bullying and does something. Now this is labeled differently in different types of programs and different things that you might see but this protector this one here this is what we'd like our in our martial arts classes our black belts to be and we can overtly train kids to do this and for parents and educators and people that are working with kids this is a great position that we would like to have kids be in so this might look a few different ways and we'll talk about how to how to do this or how to train kids to be in this position. But what we'd like to do is ideally in any prevention program, move kids this way. So kids that are bullying other kids that start it, we'd like to at least move them a little bit this way down, the, down this circle uh, so that they move towards understanding that the better place to be is protecting other kids from being bullied. Mr. Rudy, add anything you want in there if you like. And you, um
1: you see yeah kids. this is a good uh, example of how it works with uh <laughs> yeah, and you, and you and see like a lot it's physically present and stuff like that yeah
0: yeah and you see a lot of kids that come in at the beginner level and they move on to black belt you see them be confident enough so they probably could do this right
1: uh yeah it's not like yeah we they definitely gain a lot and they gain their confidence they this innate desire to actually now go out and uh, protect rather than just stay back or help even uh, the bully and it's not just because they got a black belt it's because they did all that work and not just because we teach bullying prevention because the way that we teach martial arts they just gain that confidence in that
0: uh the important stuff yeah that's really well said okay so get this idea of the position that the kids might be in and then what could this what we need to do if we want to help kids be protectors is tell them specifically what to do because there's a lot of kids if you remember our statistics about two-thirds of kids are on this side about two-thirds of kids are over here they either would like to do something and do something or even a bigger group is in this um, possible defender group that really would like to do something but they don't know what to do or they don't know if the teachers will be supportive or they don't know if the other kids will be supportive so even though we have a lot more roles in this side of the of the um drawing here there's a lot more people that we've listed there's really a larger group of kids and a larger group of people that don't think this is a very good thing and would like to help i know my drawings kind of messy right now but think about two-thirds of kids when we do research either don't, li- don't like the bullying and would like to help or don't know what to do. So how can we teach them what to do? So let's talk about what being a protector can be. Now, one piece of being a protector is in the environment that they have in school. Um, Mr. Moody, what would you think would happen if you're in an environment, if you're a kid and you're in your environment in school, if you're not sure if the teachers would back you up if you if you were trying to protect the kid if you thought you'd get in trouble and you'd be one of the ones that would be you know you would be much more hesitant to take action and do something right Right. so one of the problems that kids have is is they worry And in the earlier part of our podcast we talked about a lot of school environments don't do a lot of work with bullying protection or prevention and so what ends up happening is is the kids are very unsure if they go to protect another kid what's going to happen. Now, if the if the kid that protects the kid who's being bullied goes off and punches the kid who's bullying, well, that's going to be a bad situation already. We, we don't suggest that they do that. That's not what we mean by protecting. And of course, we would expect that kid to get in trouble, right? That would be a normal thing that they shouldn't get in trouble. But what can the protector do? Well, what the protector can do is a couple things. They can, um, very, at the very lowest level, they can talk to the kid after and or or well at the very very lowest level they could talk to the kid after talk to bullied kid uh, after that way there's no risk for the one the kid who's being the protector to uh you know get in get involved in the the scuffle or get involved in the fight there's no risk for the Kid who wants to be a protector to do something about it to get bullied himself or herself, so that's one thing that they could do. Um, and Mr. Rooney, any other things you could do? We can we can add in here. Another thing that they could do is tell a teacher. Now we talked last time about the difference between tattling and telling. Tattling is when you're trying to get attention for yourself or get somebody else in trouble. So you have to tell the teacher in a way that you're letting the teacher know, hey, Sally is getting uh, getting picked on over there. And I'm worried that I'm worried that she's getting bullied or I'm worried that she needs some help. And so the teacher would know that this isn't just you tattling on the other kid that's that's bullying her. So telling the teacher and if you're a parent or an educator, walk role playing through this with a kid would be very helpful so they know what to do. If they say, hey, I, you know, I they're reporting to you that um somebody's getting picked on at school, talk to them about how they can tell a teacher in a way that's not gonna sound like tattling because teachers hear tattling all the time. They hear it all the time. So they're gonna get um they're gonna get a lot of uh they're gonna get inundated by that. And it's gonna sound the same as everybody else that's trying to get attention for themselves or get another kid in trouble. Um pop if you have anything to add there, Mr. Moody. Um, and the third thing that they could do after tell a teacher, so they could talk to a bully child after they can tell a teacher, they could do both of those. The next thing they could do is they could intervene. Now, the intervene would be in this kind of case is maybe something very simple, like they could tell the other, they could tell the kid to stop, or they could just go up to the kid who's being bullied. What we teach them in our classes is put their arm around the kid who's being bullied and say, come on, you don't need that. So, Intervene in a variety of different ways. One of those is put their arm around them. Again, say, "Come on, you don't, you don't need that. Come with me, and just take them away." Now, that's a pretty strong position to be in. You've got to have a lot of self confidence to be able to be that kind of protector when the other kids in the middle of getting bullied or getting yelled at or getting pushed or, or you know, having some uh, something more severe happen to them. So, you know, this this level of confidence has to be a lot higher. Uh, for you to be able to do this. Did you have anything to add there, Mr. Moody?
1: Uh, well, the only thing I would say is the reason that intervene is higher on the, the what the ideally a protector would do in this situation than, like, tell a teacher, for example, is one of the reasons is it happens instantaneously. Well, you are physically going right then and taking action rather than going to a teacher, and depending on the situation, maybe the bullying has already been completed once the teacher actually does anything about it. So ideally that protector, the highest level would be the one actually physically going and intervening rather than telling a teacher and stuff. We'll
0: obviously do that after, but you know, in the moment. Yeah, it's more dangerous. I mean, it's a little more dangerous for you. So you have to be careful about whether you're gonna do that or whether you're gonna Mm -hmm. be strong enough to do that. Cause you don't wanna get in trouble. You don't wanna start a fight. You don't wanna escalate the situation. So it's really important for parents or teachers to uh, any educators or people working with kids, to not, uh, we, we have a lot of parents that will tell their kids and Mr. Moody, you and I have talked to a lot of parents probably that would say, oh, well, you know, I just tell my kid if he's being bullied or she's being bullied to just push the other kid or yell it back at him or, or you know, hit him back. And, you know, it as it, it is, is martial artists and people have been around this for a long time, uh, I think a lot of people think that's, especially our adult men, that have have kids think that sounds really good, you know, if they punch them or they, you know, hit them back. But that's not the reality of bullying. Bullying is an imbalance of power. So somebody stronger than you or they have better social status, you're not going to get away with that. They have friends. Through the diagram, they've got friends. They're usually bigger than you. I mean, you know, Mr. Moody, you're you're a big guy. You were a you know a defensive lineman on your football team. Probably nobody's going to bully you at high school, right? Not physically. <laughs> yeah, sure. not physically. They could they could do it a lot of other ways, but yeah, they wouldn't they wouldn't want to bother you when you were in high school. If they did, they would be huge, mm-hmm. right? If they are going to physically bully you, they'd have to be huge, and so it would be pretty hard to punch them and try to. Although you're forced to be black, I'll yeah, and
1: even probably. well, even if you could. You had the ability, the power, the height, whatever, to take the sort of violent action. Certainly not a good idea. One of the first things that, you know, you learn in martial arts is that you shouldn't be using martial arts on people, like or like punching and kicking, rather. You should be using the uh, discipline that you get, the communication that you get. And part of communication, part of the respect is diffusing situations rather than escalating them right and especially in a you know let's say you're going to go protect somebody who's being bullied in balance of power they have friends you want to diffuse that rather than escalate that right so ideally everyone gets out unharmed then you can go tell a teacher later you know what i mean
0: that's that's a very very well said so this is very much in line with them with learning martial arts and that's why we see such good results in our data when they people have done martial arts so for we're not trying to tell everybody that they have to do martial arts to learn how to be a protector but those are some of the skills that we want to transfer to, to everybody listening to the podcast and everybody reading about this later when they're reading some of our our transcripts of this that the interventions are not about physically intervening in a defense way or in a self-defense way or to the, you know, push or hit or kick or anything like that. The interventions are to diffuse the situation. Mr. Moody said it perfectly and to b- remove the kid that's being bullied from the situation and then tell a teacher and make sure that they take care of it. Now, what we want the teachers to do is going to be our next topic for the next time we, we get together and talk. But to summarize this, our really h- highest level of what we do with, with kids. When we work with them, we taught them how to think. We taught them what their stance and physical look should be. We taught them where their where their eyes should be, how they should, um, how they should, uh, uh, you know, how they should project themselves with their face, what their voice should look like, how they should talk in terms of tattling versus telling, and finally this, which is the highest level, and be a protector. So those are the last few podcasts we've done. This is how parents, educators, people that work with kids should work with them. And I think everybody could take this and translate this to what happens if they're in an adult situation. It's really the same kind of process. So thank you very much, Mr. Moody, for being here for this podcast. And we'll see you for our next podcast, for podcast number 13, on what to do uh, with a uh, when your kid's being bullied uh, when they come and report it to you uh, afterwards. Thanks a lot, everybody, and yeah. have a great day. Thanks, Mr.
1: Moody. You're welcome, sir. Thank you for having me.